Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world. I'm so happy that you have chosen this time to be with me. And another amazing guest that I have on the air with me today. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's very easy to get caught up in all of the the drama, the negativity, the stress, the things that we see around us and on the news. And so it's particularly important when we look at our personal growth and our self-development to really anchor in that it does take a little bit of time and presence and effort to get yourself to the places to really have what you want. A lonely person can't simply think their soulmate into existence. You can't get to an experience of love or connection when the vibration you're offering is one of feeling heartbroken or abandoned. Likewise, you can't get to financial solvency from an emotional stance of feeling broke. When the signal we're sending to the universe is one of desperation rather than satisfaction, we render ourselves about as receptive as a Teflon frying pan, skillfully deflecting all of the amazing experiences that are seeking to adhere themselves to our lives. This is from the book, The Desire Factor. The Desire Factor provides the precise steps for bringing about the manifestation of any desire. But the true gift is not in acquiring our desires. It is who we become when we allow our desires to move through us. My guest today is the author of The Desire Factor, Christy Whitman. She's a New York Times bestselling author and transformational leader. She's appeared on the Today Show, The Morning Show, TEDx, and the Hallmark Channel. And her work has been featured in numerous publications and magazines. Christy teaches the Law of Attraction, Energy Mastery, and Personal Development classes, meditations, and private sessions to help clients feel more aligned with the divine design of well-being, abundance, and success. You can find out more about her at christywhitman.com. I do have her link in the bio description. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Christy to 1111 Talk Radio. It's so nice to have you here this morning. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be with you because what you said, there is so much going on right now. And it is understanding how we master our own energy and how we are influencing things that are around us that really will keep us at a sense of, you know, really resilience and calmness and connection during times like these. So I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Well, it's it's often a challenge to master one's mind, heart, uh, and physical actions when we see things outside of us that can create that trigger or that rise or that stress response or even tap into some of our own wounding or trauma response that we have that we kind of lose presence not only with ourselves and the world around us, but we lose presence to the desires that are actually within our our own hearts and our own beings. And I think that with much of what's happened, especially over the last couple of years and with what's looming on the news and all around us, sometimes it's hard to even tap into desire, like to even know what we desire. So before we actually dive into your beautiful steps of how to amplify desire and manifest Can you talk a little bit, Christy, about how people might go back and now rekindle desires or tap back into things that really have meaning for them that perhaps they've lost sight of with everything that's going on? Yeah, so so the thing that I'm noticing within, you know, clients of myself, of clients of mine, even within myself, is that when things are overwhelming, when things are, you know, loud and in our face and we feel that there's, you know, we were on this pause last year. It was like this very, you know, everything slowed down and now everything has sped up and it seems like so many people have a lot of big changes and a lot of big transitions and things like that. And when we're stressed, when we're feeling overwhelmed, we naturally go to what we don't want. So I'm tired of this. I'm overwhelmed. I can't take this anymore. And that kind of language will create even more resistance in us. So it's important just even starting out to notice what you're pushing against, notice what you're frustrated with, 
and ask yourself three questions. And those three questions are what, I'll go through each one, but I'll list them first. What do you want? Why do you want it? And how do you want to feel? So you're bumping up against someone that is rude or they don't know what they're doing at a store and you're frustrated because you only have a shortened period of time. Or you've got someone around you that has a propensity to panic and so it affects you and your energy. Or, you know, the the ones that you care about, they're going through something big or there might be things that your projects you're working on, transitions you're in. If you could just pause and when you hear yourself say, I don't want this, I can't handle this, you know, those kind of things, when you ask yourself, what do I want, it starts changing the focus of the mind looking for not what you're not wanting anymore, not what the contrast is, but what you do want. And so many people are focused on what they don't want and what they're fighting against. If we were to all just focus on what we want. So what do we want? I want to, I just want to be happy. I just want this to go away, right? Well, that's still focusing on what you don't want. I want this to be solidified in ease. I want, you know, this to work itself out, you know, whatever it may be. It could be an actual desire. Like I want to get that job. I want to, you know, I want to quit this job and get a new one. I want to start my own business, whatever that may be. But focusing on what you don't want will continue to bring out a negative vibration. It doesn't, we don't feel good. We feel overwhelmed. We feel stressed because we're in lack and we can't attract what we want when we're in a place of lack because it's a completely opposite vibration as you read from the excerpt of the desire factor. So when we focus on what we want and then start asking ourselves, why do we want it? Start listing out the reasons. And again, paying attention to yourself. Are you listing the reasons why you want something because you don't want to deal with something anymore? Or are you saying, I want this because I want my day to be filled with joy. I want this because I want to feel like I've got choices. I want this because I want to feel grounded. I want this because I, I want to you know, feel free or secure or safe or whatever it is. That then gets your energy vibration and gets your emotions starting to move in the direction of what you want, which starts to feel good. And then what you want, why you want it, how do you want it ultimately feel? I just want to be at peace. I just want to feel connected. I want to feel free. Then understand that the energy of freedom, success, abundance, whatever the energy is, it's available to us now. It doesn't have to happen when the thing is completed, when you sell the house, when the divorce is final, when you meet somebody. We put our emotions outside of ourselves, assigning our emotions outside of ourselves and therefore coming from a place of lack and waiting for this thing to happen to fulfill us. But the truth, truth is, is that right now, if everybody is alive listening, and you would be if you are alive, that means that you have the divine beating your heart, breathing you, you have life in you, and that life is the energy. It's the source of how you're wanting to feel. So instead of feeling lonely, feeling connected, you can just start feeling that energy of connection right now by breathing into and knowing that you have a co-creative partner that is your life, that loves you so infinitely, and and is the provider of all that is good, all that we want. And so by breathing into and connecting with that part of us that and understanding that, hey, I'm wanting to feel connection, well, you can feel that connection right now. I don't feel supported. You could start feeling that energy of support right now. And so the perception that we're lacking in something is the thing that keeps us in lack. And when we could just ask ourselves those three questions, what do I want, why do I want it, how do I want to feel, then start to cultivate the feelings of joy. Then you'll feel better and the solutions come rather than be focused on the problems. You actually are more aligned and have more access to potentiality and, you know, bigger, deeper experiences and and more options than if you're in lack. So I want to go back then and say this isn't about... Uh, focusing on the problem. It's not about focusing on the solution. It truly is focusing on the things that we desire, the things that we want, uh, because focusing on the problem or even focusing on the solution is still leaning towards that vibration of what we don't want. 
Well, you can, you can pivot away from focusing on a problem to focusing on solutions, and that's a really good step because when you're looking at, you're looking for solutions, like, okay, what are our options here, right? What's my option for this? Then you're in a different vibration. You're in a different point of connection than you would be if you're focusing on, focusing on the problem. So the problem, and, and I, you know, I channel the council and I love what they say, is that you know, there are no problems. There's only perception of problems. And when we understand that, wait a minute, my mind has defined this as a bad thing, as a problem, when we identify with that problem, when we look at the problem and talk only of the problem, we're in that space of lack. And it, we feel bad, you know, it's like we, we say, can't seem to find the solution. But the minute you ask yourself, okay, what are my options? If this is happening right now, what are my options? I had to do that for today. You know, I, I have this interview and then I teach a class and my um, best friend that I've known since seventh grade, her father passed away and um, it's his funeral today. And for me, there was no other option. I'm like, I have to get there, but I also have this class, and, which I love teaching, and I want to be there for my students. So I started asking myself, okay, what are, the, what are the possibilities so that I could be there for my friend, be there at the funeral, and still you know, let my clients feel that they're important and get them the information that they signed up to take? So I started listing out all of the different possibilities. And when I did that, I came to some really good solutions. I'll teach for a little bit today. I'll go to the funeral. I'll give them an extra bonus, you know, class plus recordings of the later class. So I came up with a solution that felt really good to everybody so that I feel that I can do the things that I feel called to do, not feeling like I'm stuck or limited in doing something. And so when we start looking for, okay, what would be the options here? What are the solutions? We get to a different place outside of the problem. And then once we realize that, oh, this, that, actually that feels good, that's a perfect, then we can move into feeling good. It's kind of like a spectrum if you look at it, and I talk about this in The Desire Factor, is the law of sufficiency and abundance. You know, a lot of people know about law of attraction, but one of the seven essential laws that I speak about and teach about is the law of sufficiency and abundance. And for me, this is the law that pulls all of the laws together. And to understand it is that, you know, we are abundant. I mean, just even the, the conversation of us and our bodies, we have tens of trillions of cells. Most of us can't even conceive of what that even means. Most of if you say, think about a trillion or even a billion, most people wouldn't even be able to grab, you know, put their mind around that, let alone all the tens of trillions of cells that are in our body. Our, our natural makeup is of abundance. And the fact that we have access to unlimited energy to come into our bodies, to fill us up, to give us what we want, to revitalize us and, you know, to, to help us feel a certain way, there's unlimited amount of access to that energy. Just the amount of times our hearts beat, our heart beats in a day. It's unlimited. We can't even count the, the amount of times. And then you look out into nature, you know, you look at the oceans. I mean, we can't even count the gallons of water. We don't even know most of the oceans are unexplored at this point, and people have been exploring them for decades. I mean, it's an abundance. And so when we look out at nature and we look at ourselves, the universe is abundant. But in this 3D realm, we have this law called polarity. Um, what you have up, down, left, right, hot, cold, in, out. There's polarity. And so when we understand that our nature is abundance, but yes, there's evidence of lack that exists, not supported, I'm lonely, I don't have a partner, I don't have enough money, I don't have a job, you know, I, I don't have enough patience, I don't have whatever it is. When we are in lack, lack is on one side of the spectrum and our perspective in lack always feels bad. It has to because we are unlimited beings connected to life and that part of us will never go into that perspective of lack. So when we're stuck in lack, we're stuck on the problem, we feel bad. But then we start pivoting into the next point, which is the tipping point on the spectrum, if you will, into abundance. Because on one side you have lack, on the other side you have abundance. And it's a lot of times very hard to go from jumping from all the way from lack to into abundance. So the pivoting point as we were, we were talking about, is you recognize there's a problem, there's an issue, there's a situation, however you want to, you know, contrast has come up. If you pivot into, okay, asking yourself that question, what do I want? 
why do I want it? How do I want to feel? You start pivoting into that place of at least coming into a place of satisfaction. That's where you can even start asking yourself that question. Okay, what are my options here? And when you start listing out the options, it starts pivoting, pivoting you up the scale of abundance. And then when you find that one that just feels good, it was like, oh, my gosh, Eureka, I've got this. Okay, poor, perfect. Now I can teach my class, I can serve my, my students, and I can go help, you know, and be there for my friend. Oh, like it's such a sense of relief. You're back into a space of allowing. And so pivoting away from problems right now, focusing on the, what's wrong and bad will always make you feel bad. And we have a choice. We don't have to feel bad. I was just overwhelmed this weekend with, you know, my mom and dad, God love them, they're 85 and 89, but they have this propensity to panic about every little thing. And we're helping them right now, and it's like, wow, I got sucked into that. I've done so much work on myself to get out of that lack, life sucks, life is hard, you know, that whole perspective to start believing in and living from abundance and my life reflects it. And there's moments that when I'm around my parents or they're have, I have to get involved with something with them and they're in a panic mode, like, it, like it's life or death. It's like chicken little, the sky is falling. I, if I'm not grounded in my own center, I get pulled off as well. And the thing that I do is I go, okay, enough. I'm not going to focus on what's wrong and bad. What do I want? Why do I want it? How do I want to feel? And what are the solutions? Today, I'm just going to, yesterday, I was like, today, I'm just absolutely going to focus on the appreciation and the positive aspects about everything in my life, even them. You know, I was uh, frustrated and irritated with them. I'm like, all right, what are the positive aspects of them? Okay, they're still around. They're still alive. They're you know, they're very generous, they're loving, they're, you know, and focusing on the positive aspects puts us in a very different state of mind, but also a very different energetic vibration. Christy, I appreciate both of those examples because I think that that's real life in terms of what people bump up against. And particularly, you know, when it comes to family, those are the environments that go back and uh, put us back into those places where we used to be. It's almost like we do slip into that paradigm and in this way to come out of it uh, is is quite powerful. We're about to break for a commercial break, so I'm going to hold off my next question until we come back. The word desire, by the way, is defined by Webster's Dictionary as a conscious impulse towards something that promises enjoyment or satisfaction in its attainment. And we experience this on every level of our being. From a purely physiological perspective, whenever we desire something, dopamine is released in our brain, triggering a surge of heightened pleasure, focus, and aliveness. From a spiritual perspective, the act of wanting something and of aligning ourselves with the image of its fulfillment is what enables us to see the next greatest version of ourselves that the larger part of us is calling us to become. When we understand desire from the perspective that it is a conscious impulse being transmitted to us from our divine self, from the non-physical part of us, we could truly be fulfilled, expanded, and excited by it. This is from Christy Whitman's book, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. You can find out more about Christy at christywhitman.com. That's christywhitman.com. She is a New York Times bestselling author and transformational leader, and she has appeared on numerous publications and magazines. She conducts uh, energy mastery, teaches law of attraction, personal development classes, meditations, and private sessions to help clients feel more aligned with the divine design of well-being, abundance, and success. Again, christywhitman.com. We'll be right back after these messages with more of The Desire Factor. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. 
As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to the desire factor and Christy Whitman, I want to mention to you a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com, forward slash 11, spell out the word 11. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, and there's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account and send a message to your counselor. Now, I want to let you know this is not a crisis line, and it is not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11 spell out the word 11 better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily visit betterhelp.com forward slash 11 that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I'm talking today with Christy Whitman, and we are discussing her book, The Desire Factor. Desire is one way to bring the human and unconscious part of you into alignment with the larger part of you, your divine self. Every desire you have really is a divine desire. Every frustration you have in the attainment of the desire happens so that you can integrate your boundless higher self with your time-bound personality. Desiring the partner, the money, the house, the shoes, the car, the vacations, they are ideas arising from the divine for the support of bringing you back home to yourself. Any area of your life where you're experiencing less than joy and fulfillment is a reflection that your creative potential is still asleep. And in an attempt to awaken you, your higher self is giving you a burning desire. This is from Christy Whitman's book, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. Find out more about her and all of the work she does at christywhitman.com. That link is in her bio description. Christy, I want to 
touch on something that might be a necessary distinction to uh, to share with my audience, and that is with the law of attraction or many of the laws of the universe. Uh, there is a distinction between emotion and feeling. And feeling is very necessary to uh, support the energetics in forming around something before it materializes. Can you share the distinction between emotion and feeling uh, when it comes to our desires and truly manifesting what we want? Yeah, it really is, like Abraham Hicks had called, you know, years ago, it's our guidance system. It lets us know. It's our barometer of are we moving in the direction of what we want or are we resisting it or are we moving in the direction of what we want and we're excited about it. And so if we have any type of negative emotion, and we can define that as anything that just doesn't feel good, it's the feelings of fear and doubt and worry and frustration, disappointment, anger, rage, sadness, powerlessness. These are all ways that people feel, and it's because their focus is on what they don't want. It's on lack, because lack always will bring up those negative emotions. If we perceive there's some type of lack problem, that's what creates separation. It creates drama, chaos, you know, that propensity to just be in anxiety and panic. So all of that is not who we really are. It's all learned responses. And when we understand that we have free will and choice, that it's not a stimulus that actually creates, you know, the feelings in us, it's our decision when the stimulus happens that, uh uh-oh, problem, or we go into panic mode. And that's an indication that we're out of alignment because the divine in us is never going to go there, like we said before. The divine always sits in the place of good feelings, of feeling appreciation and gratitude and love and success and well-being and abundance and joy and freedom and, you know, security and just all of those good feelings. That's where the divine lives. And so when we are feeling bad, we're out of alignment. And for any desire that you desire, the very first step, we have seven steps to create a desire. They're literally like step one, step two, step three. People might have pieces of the puzzle, but they're putting them in the wrong place. It is The first step is alignment. If you're going to move towards the desire, if you're going to move forward in your life, you have to be in a place of feeling good or else, because everything's energy. If you're feeling worried about it, you're bringing that worry energy with you along on that destination to that desire or you're resisting the desire entirely and desires are that connection point between us and the divine when we're excited about something when we're passionate about something when we're in our creativity we're in full alignment and we just feel good we feel good because our emotions are that indicator that we're on the right track So alignment is the principle of alignment, which is one of the seven steps. And you have these various steps to outline individuals, kind of a ladder as to how to create their manifestation. Can you talk a little bit about timing? Because as human beings, you know, we want everything now. And it seems like the little things always are easier to show up, but it's those big things that we have to wait on. And so often the mind or the emotions will then get in the way Uh, after we've waited as long as we think we need to wait before the manifestation appears that we perhaps even send that manifestation back. Yeah, so it's again, it's all based on our perception because energy is energy. The, The process of manifestation is the process of manifestation. So if all that remains equal, then what's in the equation is us in our mind saying, oh, that's super small. That, that's easy to do. We, d- we already define it as that's small, that's big. And if something's really big, then what we believe about it, oh, that's going to take a really long time, that's going to be really hard, there's going to be a lot of steps to take, we, we project that onto the belief. Because if we think whether it's big or small, it's the same process of manifestation, then I can do you know, I could create one or the other. It's like in Star Wars when Yoda was saying to Luke Skywalker, it's like if you can move the rock, you can move move a spaceship. It's no difference. It's the same process. And so and Abraham Hicks even talks about you can create a castle as, as quick as you can create a button. 
but it's our perception, whether it's big or small. So if we eliminate the fact that this is a really big desire and all the things that we project on it, and we just allow ourselves to align with it, then we feel good because our mind hasn't gotten involved in saying, well, that's impossible or that's, you know, that's going to be tough or that's going to take a long time. Now, the other aspect of time is that time is illusion, but yet in here in the 3D world, it, we all have time. We have watches. We have places we have to be. We know that something takes a year or, or, you know, or a week. And when we understand that energy is above time, and that it's the, it's the containment of energy. It's the feeling, the fulfillment of the energy that has more to do with the manifestation than actual time. You start to understand and connect with the energy. What I mean by the energy is what do you want? Why do you want it? How do you want to feel? If you have this desire, one of the principles in the book is the principle of having. If you have this desire that's already manifested right, the house, the car, the man, the whatever it may be, you have that thing that you want, how will you feel? That's then getting into that feeling place of having it. And it doesn't mean fake it till you make it in the sense that, okay, you're abundant, now go, you know, spend money you don't have, not talking about that. It's bringing in the feeling, the essence of it. And when you do, now your vibrational match to it, and time is irrelevant at that point. It's the consistency of how intense and how, cons- how consistent you are with feeling what it is that you desire and being a vibrational match to it. I love what you said about um, things, we perceiving things as small and big and that, um, you know, a castle is no different than a button. And it made me think that that also relates to how we see ourselves, that if we see ourselves as small, the castle's going to feel like something big. But if we see ourselves as that extension of divine source, as that conduit, and as big as that, then all of a sudden, the larger things are equivalent to the things that we would have said were small. Exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful. But that brings in also that principle of focus, because that means we really not only have to focus on truly living in what we desire, but we also have to maintain that focus of who we truly are. Can you talk a little more about focus and how that also relates to the other principles? Absolutely. So we all have free will and choice. Nothing can be, um, you know, asserted into our experience from a spiritual or energetic perspective. We have to align with it. We have to receive it. We have to be willing to, you know, be in a good place instead of looking at what's wrong and bad. Like I said, that's all about focus. And so we have free will and choice to focus. And where we focus will determine what our consciousness is on. If we're focused on the lack or the bad or the, you know, that sort of thing, if we're focused on, you know, things are not going to work out or there's doom and gloom, then that's what we will continue to create. If we're focused on all things are, are well and we have, we're focused on faith and we're focused on what we do want, even when the mind says, oh, you know, you, you don't, you can't have this or what if it doesn't work out, you have the power to refocus the mind and saying, thanks for sharing but I'm going to focus over here with it working out. And we don't, most people don't understand. I was, I was just thinking about this the other night with my father and my mom. They're, they're in a temporary, you know, like a VRBO condo because we're selling their house and then they're going into like a retirement community. So they're in limbo right now. And there's a keypad, like a punch keypad to get into their condo. And so they got locked out the other day because the keypad didn't work. And when I went to go pick my parents up to bring them over to my house while we tried to figure out what the solution was, my dad said to me, I knew it. I knew that was going to be a problem. I knew the minute we came in that what I said to myself, what if that keypad doesn't work? We are just screwed. There's no way of getting in here. And, and he goes, I knew this was going to happen someday. And yet, how do you tell an 89-year-old man that, well, dad, you then created that. Because it's what we create, what we focus on. Because someone else could have that same experience, look at the keypad and go, hey, that's a nifty kind of thing. Well, you know, great. And not have that projection of what is the worst possible thing. When we have this, this catastrophic type of thinking, focusing 
on looking at what's the worst thing that could happen here and then believing it to happen, believing it and almost expecting, because that's the second principle is joyful expectancy. Most people don't joyfully expect what they're going to create. They are, like my father, expecting the worst to happen. And so I just sat back and went, that is absolutely so interesting. He created, even not knowing how powerful he is as a creator, creating more of what he, he doesn't want. And I was, I was at a floor store because we were renovating their house, picking up the tiler, paying for it. And the woman, right when I went to the cash register, it was on Saturday, so it was the day after Friday the 13th, she said, today is just an extension of Friday the 13th. And then the person behind her said, yep, if something's going to go wrong, it will. And there was a voice in me that said, run. And I needed, actually, it would have been a really good idea to take that check and say, you know what, I'm going to look around a little bit more and then go to somebody else. Because from that point, things went from bad to worse to worse to worse. It it, it was just like, I, I literally was sitting there trying to meditate in line. It was going just total chaos. And I'm like, I don't create like this. What is, what is the situation? We create what we focus on. And if we get how powerful we are in our focus, we've all been given free will and choice. And, we, and that's where our power lies, where we focus our mind, where we focus our emotions, where we focus even the words that we say have power. The words that we say, like, oh, I can't do something, that's a point of focus because all of us are creating from our consciousness. What, break down what is the consciousness. It's our words that we say. It's the thoughts that we think. It's the emotions that we feel or don't feel. It's the perspective we hold and the actions that we take. Other than that, we don't have influence on viruses or, you know, what the president's going to say or if someone's vaccinated and someone's not. We, don't, we cannot create in other people's consciousness. We can only create in ours. And so when we understand the power of focusing from what we say to what we think to what we feel, life gets so much more easy and more manageable because we're not trying to convince somebody else to be different so we feel better. We actually can just choose to be in alignment and feel good. We are creative capacity, and we are creating consciously and unconsciously uh, with our words, thoughts, and our actions. Uh, Christy, you've created this book in a beautiful way. You not only give us the seven principles very clearly laid out, but you also provide uh, some energy work at the end of each chapter in terms of energy mastery, so teaching the reader how to master their energy. In addition, in the beginning of each chapter, there is a writing by the Quantum Council. For example, the principle of focus says, as humans, you have your personal free will and choice about everything. How you exercise this free will is in your focus. You are the director of your life experience in all aspects and capacities. When you focus, you're not only in the asking mode, but you're also directing where the energy flows and what it flows to, the Quantum Council. We have just a couple of minutes before the next commercial break. Can you share who the Quantum Council is and how you receive these messages? Yeah, so I first-person channel. I started channeling them um, in, you know, hear, by hearing them and seeing visions and things like that you know, for several years. And then at the end of 2018, they came through my consciousness. So I, my consciousness goes out, their consciousness comes in, and they're utilizing my physical experience to share messages, to bring healing, to give information to those that are attracted to the information. And so the council and I, this, you know, I've been, every book I've ever written has been channeled. This one was really special because I obviously was channeling when it was happening. And so they have brought these seven principles in this exact order um, from much higher consciousness and, um, you know, had a, a big influence in the energy in the book on what was said, what stories I put on or put in. And, um, you know, really that's how I'm everything in my business now. It's all Christy and the council for years. I've been a coach for 20 years and now everything is pivoted because the wisdom that they bring through and what they can see and what they know is far more, you know, expansive than a human being that's been trained well as a coach. So um, they are infinite wisdom. They are literally like the highest ascended masters that have come down um, and worked through me to help other people to master their own energy. 
You are the attractor of your life's experiences. You are the one who mines the gold or the scrap metal from the infinite resources of this universe. You are the miner and you are mining for treasure-filled chest with your unique desires for what you have identified as your version of gold. The true gift is not in acquiring our desires. It is the people we become in the process of allowing our desires to move through us. Manifestations come and go and some even lose their appeal over time. Yet the skills, the strengths, and the character traits we develop in the process of our manifesting stays with us always. In this way, desire is the catalyst to our never-ending expansion and creativity. The desire factor unfolds the precise steps for bringing about the manifestation of any desire. Christy Whitman's advice to learn and prosper in abundance is well laid out through seven principles along with energy mastery and lots of beautiful wisdom that you can have step-by-step to reaching not only your manifestations, but grounding in your own becoming as you read The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. Find out more at christywhitman.com. That's christywhitman.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. The desire factor proves that desire is the force behind every act of creation. It is the mechanism through which everything in this boundless spiritual universe is made manifest into physical, tangible form. Every aspect of our human experience, from the emergence of our most heartfelt aspirations to the fulfillment of our most basic physical and biological needs, is driven by the engine of desire. This is from The Desire Factor, written by Christy Whitman. I invite you to go to her website, christywhitman.com, and learn more. Christy, I think that one of the greatest issues that most human beings struggle with, consciously or unconsciously, is our need to control. And when it comes to desire and manifestation and the steps that you are offering, can you uh, share about how much control 
is engaged here, or is is this something that is loosely yet focusedly endeavored upon? Well, you know, it's a different type of control that most people try to, you know, do in their lives. So control, trying to control everything really is coming from a place of fear, which comes from a place of lack. So if someone is controlling and they're really um, hypervigilant and they're really trying to force things to happen, it's not coming from this place, this elegance of the desire factor, because there are parts that we, again, have influence over and there's things that we as a human being need to do in co-creation with the divine that created the, des- the desire in the first place. And so there's, it's not that we sit back and total surrender everything and we act like we don't care because that's not, we have to be engaged in the process as well. And so control, it, it is really not about that. It's about taking action, but doing it from the fullness of who we are and doing the best of our ability. But before you even get to the, you know, principle of action, the principle of surrender is before that. And that is an understanding that we have to surrender anything within us that is resistance, anything that is in where our mind, where we're trying to control or figure out the who, the where, the what, the how, all of that. Because when we are in this dance of co-creating with the divine, our, our job is to align and to focus and to, you know, expect the best to happen and to feel the having of that vibration, getting into a vibrational match of it and loving it, just like loving the experience and loving the feeling of having it. And then we just surrender all of the hows and and all of the details, the things that most people then try to control or grasp onto or forge ahead with. And we surrender that and then receive the inspiration because as we're aligned, the divine is going to give us that next step. It could be to pick up a book. It could be to go somewhere. It could be to write someone an email or call someone. The, the next step will always be revealed to us. And sometimes the next step doesn't even make sense. I've had you know things given to me as my next step that I'm like, I could logically say, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. I'm not going to do that. But when I know that, wait, I'm not in control here, I've, I've co-cre- I'm co-creating this with the divine, and the divine has a very different awareness and intelligence and perspective that's beyond my, you know, limited mind, let's just face it. So when I receive an impulse to do something or email someone or ask a question or do something, I do it with the fullness that I'm being guided to do this. So it must be the right action. And I take it with the fullness and the presence of what I'm doing. And that always leads to the next and the next and the next. I'm a recovered control freak and it feels so good because now I know that I'm not here doing it all by myself, not here on the leading edge by myself. I know that I have a divine you know, supporter and creator co-creating it with me. Because I'm not coming from fear and lack anymore. I'm coming from the fulfillment of abundance and faith. Things work out. But it's something that we have to choose with our focus. Am I going to focus on, wait, I'm feeling like I need to control this. I'm feeling fear. It's coming from lack. What's that about? Let me transcend that and transmute that so I can then be in a space of alignment. Mm, Thank you, Christy, for being on the show and for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom and for creating this book, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. We're going to let you go on your way because you have some things that you must take care of that will now align with your desires as we continue to share a little bit more about your book. So thank you for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. The Gap... The gap between what we desire and what we're currently living will continue to exist because we're continually evolving. But it's who we become as we navigate this gap that brings the true joy in our life or the despair. The universe holds a bird's eye view of our lives and is more than capable of managing all the pieces of the puzzle that make up what each of us considers to be our ideal and perfect whole. When we surrender our need to figure out how, who, what, when, and where it will happen, and we place our attention instead on simply aligning ourselves in heart and mind to the essence of our desire. The universe makes it happen for us. There's no pushing, shoving, manipulating, planning, or any of the other strategies that we've been taught to use to go after what we want. So I do hope that you all 
we'll dive into some of the questions that she asked on this show. And that was, what do you want and why do you want it? And how do you have to feel to be able to get that? Uh, definitely go to christywhitman.com to find out more about what she does. I also want to share that the latest issue of 1111 Magazine is out. I hope you'll dive into that. It's on the power of patience. There are some beautiful articles by Diane Cole, Noel Stern, that really will help you to engage in a deeper level of self-reflection around patience, along with a lot of other pieces. I always Add a forgiveness page, an intention page, a focus on a certain emotion, and also my own insights around the topic. So that is always free for you. Uh, The digital editions are on the 1111mag.com website. So I hope you take some time aside to breathe and take in that information. I also want to mention that I'm very excited that my new book is actually releasing and is on pre-order status right now. So you can go to Amazon and pre-order Living the Seven Blessings of Human Experience. I hope you will. You can go to the banner at the top of my show page and click on that link and it's right there for you to go ahead and order as well. Uh, And that will be an exciting read. I find that I was uh, inclined to write a manual, a guide to what it means to be human. And I was totally thrilled when I saw the table of contents that just streamed out of me, it made so much sense to me that I had to share it. So this is the first in the self-realization series. There's three books in the series, and this first one is releasing in October. So go ahead and get your pre-order in now. Join me on social media, at Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, to keep up with all that we do, and go to my website to sign up for the newsletter. Until next week, it is a pleasure always. In love, of love, with love, and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simran next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.